Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show. The phone number is 877-973-7425. A friend of mine sent me a spreadsheet of data uh, based on uh, food costs. This is striking corn, soy meal, and soybeans uh, are all up. The costs for everything are trending up. Uh, Let's see here. So for corn, costs are up. Yep, soybean meal costs are up. Costs of wheat are up higher than corn. Costs of soybeans are up. All the costs are up. And with all the costs being up, your costs go up. Now, a lot of this stuff is for food for animals that you then eat. But as the price goes up for those, the cost of your beef and your poultry and the like, they all go up as well. Costs are going up. CBS News is running a story today that the reason your costs are going up is Ukraine. I guess your costs weren't up a month ago. Now, I gotta I gotta talk about a couple of things here and, and tie them all together and it's it's actually rather important that I do and I I teased one and had such a great phone call with listener Les from Vidalia Georgia that I, I had to put it off and and here I want to get to this. My affiliate uh, WOKV is in Jacksonville, Florida, and down there was a special election. And in that special election, Republican Nick Howland flipped a Democratic seat on the Jacksonville City Council, winning a special election for the at-large Group 3 seat vacated by the passing of Tommy uh, Hazwer, according to FloridaPolitics.com. With all precincts reporting, Howland finished more than 4,800 votes ahead, drawing 51.8% of the vote overall, proving again Republicans win Election Day in Duval County. Uh, The Democratic candidate, uh, Tracy Polson, won the early vote with 53.5% of the combined in-person early voting and mail-in ballots and a nearly 5,000 vote advantage before Election Day, but she didn't bank enough numbers to overcome Republican turnout on Election Day. This was a special election for the city of Jacksonville in Florida. In and of itself, nationally, it means very little. But it actually means a great deal. Jacksonville is one of those large metropolitan areas where Republicans are are, uh, competitive. And the candidate won. But what's really important here, and this is what I need you to see is going to happen, is all the polling right now suggests a Republican wave is coming. All of the polling suggests that. In the generic ballot right now, Republicans, yesterday they were up over 4%. They're up over 3% now. Uh, some of the, the media polling has turned against them. So, for example, the Politico poll suddenly has Democrats up 4 The Economist has Democrats up 6 uh, Rasmussen has Republicans up 13 But then there's other polling as well. Joe Biden's approval rating, he's down 11 points. Emerson has him down now uh, by eight, Politico down by eight, Rasmussen down by 10, 
Economist down six, Trafalgar down 19, Reuters down seven, Quinnipiac down 19, Gallup down 14, Federalist Susquehanna down 10, IBD tip down 10. All of this looks to a big Republican surge. And here's what I think is going to happen. Here's my theory of the case. We're going to get into the the window of early voting in the general election, which in some states stretches out more than a month. And the Democrats, they're going to be dominant. And what we're going to start hearing, and Charlie, you may need to flag this monologue for I told you so. Put it in the file so we can play it again after Election Day because here's my theory of what's going to happen in November. The Democrats are going to have big early election turnouts. And all the headlines from all the major media outlets are going to be that Republican wave. It's just not showing up. The polling must be wrong, just like it has been in 2020, 2018, 2016. The polling, it must be wrong. The Democrats, you don't have to worry. There's no way. You Republicans suck. You thought you were going to have a big time of it. You're not even showing up to vote. And all of these stories are going to be framed as Republicans, don't bother, you've lost. Look at the early vote. And they will be designed to suppress the Republican vote. Keep in mind, major media outlets have bought the Democratic talking point that Republicans want to suppress the vote. Major media outlets have bought the Democratic talking point that Republicans change laws across the nation to suppress the vote. So they will not think twice about running stories in the name of fairness, they'll say. That actually, you Republicans, there's no bother you've lost. Your wave isn't materializing. It's not showing up in the early vote. We know who's turning out, and it ain't you. There's no reason the Democrats are so far ahead unless you have a 102,000% bajillion million turnout of voters you're not going to win in november on election day you can't overcome the early vote you might as well stay home these will be stories designed to make you think twice about even bothering they'll be designed to demoralize you these stories will be designed to make you think twice about even bothering to show up at the polls on election day And then election day will come, Republicans will vote, and Democrats will lose unless they really play this psychological warfare. This is some reason I got a caller to the program a couple of weeks ago, I think from Ohio, I think from Dayton. And he was saying he was really concerned that me talking about all the polling and how well it looked for the Republicans, that what if the Republicans thought it was going so well, they all decided to stay home and said, eh, the rest of us have it. Then suddenly the Democrats went. It's true. That could be a concern. But typically people are so fired up in the offseason against the party in the White House, even if Republicans stay home, the independent voters are still so mad that the independent voters show up. and The independent voters bring it home for the GOP. That very typically happens. But you do have to be mindful of that. And the Democrats are very mindful of that. The Democrats are very mindful of the psychological warfare that can be played here. And the media is willing to help them. The media is so willing these days to do everything they can to help the Democrats. 
because the media is scared of a resurgence of Donald Trump and they're scared of a resurgence of Republicans in charge. So as we get closer to Election Day and as the early vote starts, you're going to start seeing more and more stories about how Republicans just start showing up. The polls turns out they're wrong. There isn't a Republican enthusiasm. The Democrats have such an early dominant lead in the early vote. The Republicans are just not going to be able to pull it off. I, I guarantee you that that is going to happen. I guarantee you that it'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy if you believe it. Don't believe it. You still got to go vote. And, you know, we, we see the same sort of thing going on. I mentioned this earlier. The CBS tweet from CBS News, the U.S. economy has been hit with increased gas prices, inflation, and supply chain issues due to the Ukraine crisis. And this is, I mean, just listen to this. Although many Americans may prefer the U.S. stay out of the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, the brewing violence and political fallout are already hurting their wallets. Gasoline prices, which have hit eight-year highs, could surge even further if the hostilities escalate or if U.S. lawmakers pass another round of sanctions. The economic impact could also move beyond the gas pump, Wall Street analysts warn. Sanctions or export controls against Russia could make current semiconductor shortages even worse, while restrictions on wheat or metals could drive the fiercest bout of inflation in decades to climb even higher. Russia is a major exporter of crude oil, accounting for 12% of the world's supply. Any disruption to those exports is likely to drive prices at the pump higher. You get into it and the story starts out as as fairly even-handed. You get into it and and it it starts out as as just fairly run-of-the-mill. Prices are already high. Supplies are already tight. This will make it worse. But then you dive into it and suddenly they forget about the beginning. It's all this situation's fault. This situation is to cause for the chip shortage. This situation's to cause for high gas prices. This situation's cause for high inflation. This situation's that cause for uh, empty store shelves. The media is doing what they can to help Joe Biden and the Democrats. You know, it's, it's, it's such a weird divide, isn't it? If you ever spend time with your local news stations, wherever you are in the country, whether you're in, in uh, Cincinnati or, or Columbus or Dayton, Ohio, you're up in even Chicago, Illinois, believe it or not. I, I know some of the reporters up there, some of the local stations. You're in Springfield, Illinois. You're in, um, I don't care, you're, you're in Atlanta, Georgia, Orlando, Florida. Overwhelmingly, the local reporters at the local news networks, they tend to be fairly conservative people. They, they tend to be really fairly conservative people. You talk to them, they're on the ground in those parts of their states, and they tend to actually be reasonably conservative. It's the national networks that are so heavily biased against conservatives. It is the national networks, the reporters at those networks, that are so committed to the Democratic talking point that they will run cover for Joe Biden no matter what. And that's a real problem uh, that we can't overcome, but we can internalize the fact that we can't believe everything we hear. And unfortunately for the media, sometimes we need to believe them because a lot of times in a lot of stories, they do get it right, but you can't even believe them then because they lie so much about everything else and they're going to lie to you about what's coming. 
But, you know, to go full circle back to the beginning, this special election in Jacksonville, Florida, a Republican won a seat that had been held by a Democrat, picked up the seat in Duval County. That's northeast Florida. The Jacksonville area, Republican area, the Republicans are coming out to vote. This is a pattern now in all the special elections we're seeing in the country where Republicans are really energized to vote in every election right now and Democrats are not. And the Democrats are starting to take note of that and they're starting to get concerned. And so they're going to need to rely on the media to try to suppress your enthusiasm. Now, before we get out of here, speaking of elections, let me go to this phone call. I want to go to Joe. Welcome to the program, Joe. How are you? I'm fine, Eric. How are you? Good. What's going on? All right, I have a question about uh, Herschel Walker. All right. You mentioned several times uh, on your show that he has reportedly has some baggage in his uh, background. And my question is, why is the Republican leadership in the Senate backing a Herschel Walker when there are other qualified candidates in the race, in the primary race, specifically uh... Kelvin King? It's so, yeah, um, Donald Trump wants Herschel Walker and uh, none of the other candidates have the money, the ability to raise the money or the name ID. Uh, Herschel Walker will be an easy primary for the GOP and they're going to take their chances in the general election. I'm I I will be very open and honest with you, Joe. Uh, Herschel Walker is going to be the Republican nominee unless something wicked this way comes very, very quickly. Uh, the primary in Georgia for the for the Senate race is in May. There's a federal judge who may push it off until July, uh, which would be good for, for everyone not named Herschel Walker. But the odds are it's going to be a May election. And Walker has like 80-some-odd percent favorability and 80-some-odd uh, percent support. My real concern is not the Republican voters in the state of Georgia. It's the independent voters. And... Walker has, there's a lot of dirt out there on him. And frankly, if he plays it right, I think he can overcome it. A lot of the dirt on Herschel Walker comes from his behavior stemming from having multiple personality disorder. Now, they call it something else now, disassociative order or something like that. Uh, Multiple personality disorder is what most people think of. And and Herschel Walker not only admitted it, uh, he's been diagnosed with it. And he has spent a lot of time helping people. And I think if Walker were to come out with some of these attacks and say, listen, I got multiple personality disorder. I'm in treatment for it. My treatment is working. And how dare you, Raphael Warnock, a minister, attack people with mental health disorders because all you're going to do is dissuade other people from trying to get help. Maybe he can do that. I, I think you can make a persuasive case if you're if if he does it right. But some of the stories that are out there of, of uh, spousal abuse and, and violence and, and things like that, I just I think the Democrats are going to play that up as loud and hard as they can and try to drown out Walker's defenses. He's got legit defenses. And the Democrats are going to be so ruthless. So my concern is Republicans siding with a candidate uh, who the Democrats are going to tar and feather and destroy as best they can and throw everything at him. And Warnock comes off as Mr. All Shucks. I'm such a good guy. I love puppies. And the voters have bought that image. Uh, the Purdue and, and the Leffler campaigns and the NRSC in 2020 failed to make a dent in Warnock's nice guy image with their stupid socialism's coming ads. Nobody cared about that. They, they cared about Warnock didn't seem to be annoying. He seemed like a nice guy. Now Warnock, of course, can come off and be very ruthless 
with these attacks on someone who has uh, admitted mental health disorders. The GOP, though, they're playing with fire on this. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. So finally, I can get to the topic I've actually wanted to talk about today. Phil Mickelson, he's in hot water. He's lost a sponsor. Um, which sponsor did he lose now? One of the, the, one of the big firms, KPMG. That's right. Uh, Phil Mickelson, uh, is he's upset with the PGA tour. The Saudis have suggested a tour that they would sponsor and they've been trying to pay money to get the biggest names in golf to come over. Now, one of the issues is that the PGA tour, uh, there's no players union, and so they each individually negotiate collectively with the PGA, and the PGA's driven up rates and control of photographs and imaging and licensing and all sorts of stuff. And the Saudis are throwing money around. Well, he uh, apparently spoke to someone and thought it was off the record, which you should probably never do. And he said that joining the Saudi league would be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. The Saudis would give some leverage. And essentially what he said was that uh, the Saudis are terrible people who who do terrible things to dissidents and and they kill people and the like, but uh, maybe by joining with them, they can undermine the PGA and force some change there. And it was all about not wanting to stick with the Saudis. It was about going with them to hurt the PGA, to force the PGA for concessions. But it came across badly. Amstel Light and KPMG have canceled their um, relationships with Phil Mickelson for criticizing the PGA in the way they did. Now, he thought he was off the record, which you never should do. Um, But he's also right. There are fundamental problems within the PGA and how they treat the players who make the PGA. Um, But Mickelson has decided to, to take some time off from golf now with these sponsors. And I got to tell you, I hate it because he's like, he's one of the good players. He's just one of the funny players. He's one of the the nice guys on the course. He's one of the fan favorites. And and now he's having to sit on the sidelines, but he's right. The PGA needs to do something. Now I was on uh, news nation last night with uh, Leland Vitterd. And before that they had on a, someone from golf magazine saying that the players have all decided to get together this week and have a conversation about all this then maybe the PGA will get shaken up because of what the Saudis are trying to do. But, you know, I lived in the Middle East. There aren't a lot of great golf courses there. Some real nice ones, but not a lot of them. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program, let's go back to the phones. Brian, you're going to be up next. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. What's going on? Uh, my question is, is there a way to uh, start a recall petition to get rid of Joe Biden? Unfortunately, no, uh, not at the federal level. Uh, recall petitions are unconstitutional, according to the Supreme Court. Uh, it was a wishful thinking, huh? Yeah, you're stuck <laughs> until 2024. Um, I mean, look, I mean, if you get rid of him now, you'll get Kamala. <laughs> I don't think she'll last long either. Yeah, I don't think she will. I, I you know, uh, no, um, she won't. Um, yeah, uh, there's a Willie Brown joke in there, but I'm not going to make it, Brian. Uh, thank you for. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
nonetheless. Nope, you can't recall. You can't even term limit uh, federal uh, politicians. According to the Supreme Court, uh, the requirements are set forth in the United States Constitution. Now, interestingly enough, um, Rick Scott is the senator from Florida. He's decided the GOP needs an agenda to run on. Mitch McConnell, the Senate uh, Republican leader, has been saying, no, 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 run on an agenda. Well, Rick Scott came out with one, and the Democrats are attacking because one of the things is that every American should pay some amount of taxes, which I actually agree with. I, I think every American should pay something, even if it's only a dollar, uh, pay, pay some taxes. Well, they're attacking Scott on that. Uh, and one of the things Scott wants to do as well is to have term limits for members of Congress, something that his uh, Republican and Democratic colleagues in the House and Senate have long time opposed, and I doubt will go along with now. Speaking of Washington, D.C., they got problems up there on the Democratic side. Now, I, I got I to gotta say this first. There are headlines today in Politico, the New York Times, and at CNN about the Republican divide on Ukraine. Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, uh, doesn't know why we're in Ukraine. Does, doesn't think we need to be doing anything with Ukraine. Thinks Putin's a bad guy, but let him have it. J.D. Vance is a candidate for the Senate from Ohio, Republican candidate. J.D. Vance has come out and said he doesn't know why we're dealing with Ukraine's border when we're not even dealing with our own border. We should be dealing with ours, not theirs. Who cares about Ukraine? Now, some of you will agree with this, but you need to know in Ohio, Ohio has one of the largest concentrations of Ukrainian immigrants in the United States, and they vote, and often Republican. J.D. Vance may not be aware of that, but that's going to hurt him in a packed Republican primary to come out against helping Ukraine. Uh, Ukrainians will vote, and uh, Ukrainian immigrants will vote, and they're not happy with Putin. And it measures in Ohio. It's a real issue. If you're a voter or a, a politician in Ohio, you need to understand how big the Ukrainian immigrant politician population is. But, you know, the, the media is focused on this, and really it's like Josh Hawley, and a couple of loud voices on TV and a few candidates. The Republicans otherwise in the U.S. Senate are almost completely united. From Ted Cruz to Tim Scott to Mike Lee to Rand Paul to uh, Tom Cotton to Mitch McConnell to Susan Collins to Mitt Romney to you name it. They're fairly united. And the Republicans in the House of Representatives are overwhelmingly united uh, against Russia as well. And the Republican voters, according to polling, 69% view the Russians as a threat. Why is the media focused on divisions in the Republican Party? Well, of course, because there's a bias. You know what they're not spending a lot of time talking about? Rashida Tlaib. Rashida Tlaib is one of the members of the squad. And she has decided to do a response to Joe Biden's State of the Union. Now, I remember, because I was on CNN at the time, after the 2010 election, so it would have been 2011, for Barack Obama's State of the Union address, the Republicans were giving a response, and then the Tea Party decided it was going to give a response. And what? Um, so it was, um, there were so many Tea Party groups, but it was one of the big national Tea Party groups decided to have a Tea Party member of Congress 
give a response to not just the Democratic response, but the Republican response. And it was treated by the media as a massive civil war issue within the Republican Party related to the Tea Party. It was a a big deal um, in the media. I'm trying to look this up. Tea Party response to the Union 2011. I can't remember who was it. Michelle Bachman, that's right. Michelle Bachman gave the Tea Party response to the State of the Union. Now, the official response to Barack Obama was given by Paul Ryan, who would become Speaker of the House. And then Michelle Bachman decided to give a Tea Party response. And it was, in fact, a major moment where the media decided this war within the Republican Party, it's a really big deal. And we need to focus on this really big deal. The Tea Party Express was the group. They got Michelle Bachman to do it, and the media treated it as an official response. And they all covered it. I was at CNN. We were supposed to give commentary on the State of the Union. I'll never forget. I'd burn my eyebrows off. <laughs> all right, as an aside. So when I started working for CNN, had some money coming in, and I bought a big green egg. I loved my big green egg. And the very first day I used it was the day before the State of the Union. CNN was going to fly me up to Washington to be on set to be one of their pundits covering the State of the Union, particularly the Tea Party. And I decided I needed to cook on the Big Green Egg. And you know you're supposed to burp the Big Green Egg. Now, by burping the Big Green Egg, it means when it's on full flame, you have to open it and let some of the, the flame out and get oxygen in and close it. And then you open it again and it doesn't have this big flare up on it. And I did it. I promise I did it. I opened it up a little bit, a little bit of flame, a little closed it, opened it up again. And still this big fireball comes up. Oh, I was fine. Didn't think anything of it. Got the hamburgers off the grill. And I go inside. My wife says, it smells like burned hair. The burgers smell like burned hair. And then she turns around and says, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Your eyebrows. It's like, what? I went into the bathroom. I'm not kidding you that everything, my hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, the hand, the hair on my hands, gone, just gone. And I had to go be on TV the next night. I kid you not, I got up to Washington and the, the, the poor woman said that it was the very first time she'd ever painted eyebrows on a man. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I did. I learned my lesson. Yes. Uh, I mean, it just incinerated that my hair. But gosh, I love my big green egg. Uh, in any event, um, so here I am in Washington, D.C., painted eyebrows. wasn't that bad. They had to be touched up. Um, and you got to do this. And then, you know, in 2000, uh, I guess, 13, Rand Paul delivered a Tea Party response to the State of the Union. He, he wanted to. 2011 was actually organized by the Tea Party guys. But here's the point. Uh, the media made this as, as a major break, a, a major break, a big milestone, and a big division within the Republican Party. Rashida Tlaib, a member of the squad, is going to deliver a State of the Union response to Joe Biden for the Worker and Family Party. That's the far-left socialist party in America, particularly in New York. Where is the major media coverage of this being a, a massive divide within the Democratic Party? Where are the stories about there being a civil war? Instead, 
You've got this from Politico. Republicans descend into foreign policy factionalism over Russia-Ukraine standoff. There is no unified pushback to Joe Biden as he confronts one of the trickiest international dilemmas of his presidency. Where is the coverage of Rashida Tlaib? Here's a here's a, a, a blurb. Squad member to deliver response to Biden's State of the Union. Michigan Representative Rashida Tlaib will give the speech on behalf of the left-wing group Working Families Party. In the speech, given on behalf of the Working Family Party, Rashida Tlaib is expected to hammer moderate Democrats who have stymied Biden's social spending and climate change package. Tlaib will praise Biden's stimulus bill and make the case that liberals have pushed aggressively for his agenda, according to a summary of her remarks shared exclusively with Politico. She's planning to argue Republicans and a handful of intransigent Democrats have blocked progress by lowering the cost of housing, health care, and prescription drugs. The speech will put on display the deep rifts within the Democratic Party that have marked Biden's presidency. But where is the focus on the deep rifts other than one sentence? Why is the rest of the media not seizing on this? I assure you, in 2010, 2011, when the Tea Party was on the rise, it was all about this great divide, the Civil War and the Republican Party. It is always about the Civil War and the Republican Party. The Democratic crack-up is upon us. And the media doesn't even recognize it's upon us. Because they're so obsessed. They're so obsessed with the Republican divisions. They can't even see it. They don't even recognize it. They don't want to deal with it. But it's there, and it's brewing into an election year issue. It's brewing into a pretty significant issue in the election. Democrats are demoralized. And all this will do is maybe provoke primaries within the Democratic Party and promote uh, promote primaries between the Republicans or between the, 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 the moderates and the progressives. That's all it's going to do. The media won't even cover that, though. They won't cover a lot of this. So in South Texas, Henry Quaylar, who's just been, his home has been raided by the FBI. He's a prominent Democrat down there. He's one of the conservative Democrats who's been telling Biden, you got to get tough on the border. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has put up a challenger to him, Jessica Cisneros. The district is a Democratic district, but it's a fairly conservative district, and they're running a hardcore progressive. Let me read you part of this. Quaylar wants to saturate the race with some of the same messages the National Republicans have been using to smear liberals like Cisneros, warning against a rising left that wants to defund the police and slash border enforcement. But Cisneros is largely depriving her foe of that red meat, running a progressive campaign in a tough district that sounds starkly different from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Bernie Sanders. Instead, she's meeting those national attacks with a hyper-local counterpunch, mostly foregoing liberal touchstones like the Green New Deal, Medicaid for All, and canceling student debt, saying that Henry Quaylar is trying to distract from the FBI raid on him. But yet, if you actually listen to what she's saying nationally, she's talking climate crisis and police brutality and 
how it's a work program. The Democrats in the media don't even recognize the fact that she's running on progressive talking points against Henry Quaylar. And in fact, they're giving her a pass. Say, oh, she's not really talking about those progressive things. She's not talking about the Green New Deal. She's talking about climate change. She's not talking about defunding the police. She's talking about why police are bad. They just don't get it. And they'll never see what's coming because of it. That works to our advantage. Now, what works to your advantage is this three-pack of the Eden Pure Thunderstorm from EdenPureDeals.com. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you put Eric3 in as your discount code, the front page of the site, you see Eric3, E-R-I-C-K-3. You put that in where it asks for a discount code, and you will see the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It is an air purifier. You can hold this thing in the palm of your hand. Now, it's a little bit bigger than your hand, but it means it's highly portable. You can even plug it up in your car, an RV, a, a camper, a hotel room. You're upstairs, you're downstairs, your basement, you can get three of them right now for less than $200. In fact, you get all three of them for less than $200, and you're saving $200, and you get free shipping. You get three of them. They're filterless, so you don't have to get a filter subscription. They wipe out, they don't mask odors, they wipe out the odors. And they get rid of the mildew, the bacteria, the mold, the pollen that's floating in, in your house. The germs, it takes care of them. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm. What you do is go to EdenPureDeals.com. You put in the discount code ERIC3 and you'll see the Eden Pure 3 pack. And then at checkout, you'll see a discount code box and there too, put in Eden Pure, or I'm sorry, put in ERIC3. The code is ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. That's your discount code, ERIC3. And you will get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You save $200 from the overall list price and you get free shipping. It's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, if you want to grow your business, reach out to them. They do big deals. We're talking $750,000 and more. But if you want to buy a building or build a building, you got big plans, you see opportunities, well, let First Liberty help you. Just tell them I sent you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if they're a good fit. They can help you wherever you are nationwide. FirstLibertyGA.com. Now, how bad is it for Joe Biden out there? I told you, it's pretty bad. Uh, Phil Wegman at Real Clear Politics has this story that uh, Democrats in Texas do not want Joe Biden in Texas. Even Beto, Beto O'Rourke has decided he does not want Joe Biden to come anywhere near him in Texas. The amount of uh, polling out in Texas that shows Joe Biden is radioactive is kind of crazy, actually. Pretty consistent, damning polling for Joe Biden in Texas. Asked if he would seek President Biden's help for his Texas gubernatorial campaign, but O'Rourke told reporters he was, quote unquote, not interested in any kind of assist from the White House. It sounds harsh, but he's not alone. As Democrats seek to defend their razor-slim congressional majorities, a number of vulnerable incumbents are keeping the president at arm's length in reliably Republican red Texas ahead of the state's March 1st primary, an awkward trend that's likely to continue. Representative Henry Quaylar said in a statement he would welcome an opportunity to speak with either Biden or Vice President Harris about the situation at the border. Whenever they're free, my door is open. That was December 23rd. The last time Quaylar mentioned the president on social media, the campaign has cut nine different television ads this year to defend his seat 
Until the FBI raided his home and headquarters, his re-election campaign wasn't considered an uphill battle. He's well-known in a political institution, and Biden carried his district in 2020. But the president is absent in all of his ads, and that's not just, that's not him alone. So progressives in Texas are waging primary campaigns to move Texas Democrats to the left. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has organized a number of campaigns in Texas to beat Texas incumbent Democratic congressmen in primaries. And nobody is bringing up Joe Biden except the left. Uh, Representative Vicente Gonzalez is the same way. He's running for re-election in Texas's 34th Congressional District after redistricting by the state's Republican-controlled legislature shifted his old district for a Republican challenger. Gonzalez is facing a challenge from his left flank in the form of AOC-endorsed Greg Cesar, a progressive member of the Austin City Council. Gonzalez has cut six television ads. None feature the president. Texas Congressional District 15 frontrunner Michelle Vallejo. No mention of the president, not even on social media. This is bad for Joe Biden and the Democrats. And it's real clear politics and Phil Wegman covering it. Major media outlets not saying anything. Notice the double standard there. Can you imagine if this were a Republican president? In fact, you don't have to. Because in 2018, so many news outlets, including the New York Times, covered how few Republicans wanted to mention Donald Trump in their ads. But when it's a Democrat in the White House, the media covers for him. The media could restore its credibility tomorrow. It's so easy. They just can't help themselves. They can't bring themselves to do it. It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. You got the economy. You got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building. You want to build a building. Reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can So spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you. Their website is firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. Again, you need a loan, $750,000 or higher. You're a small business and you see an opportunity to grow. Share it with the Frost family and see if they can help you. Firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. First Liberty Building and Loan can help businesses nationwide become bigger businesses.